One of the hardest things when you're building a business and getting starting is finding customers. Getting out there, finding the people who buy your product, will buy your service and will use what you're doing. And that is the entire game when you're beginning. And even if you've been going for one year, two years or three years, the game is still how do you build? How do you grow? How do you get more customers? In this episode is all about guerrilla marketing and alternate ways to get customers. The extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. I am very excited about this show, which is 10 Guerrilla Ways to Market Your Business. And I have two people with me who I've met recently. I went on their show, which is the Handyman Pro radio show. Welcome to the show, Larry and John. Hey. Well, thanks for having us, Alan. We really appreciate it. Thank you. It's I'm so glad you're here. So glad you're here. And you both run handyman businesses and have a handyman radio show. Is that correct? It is. It is. And we yes, do. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> so <laughs> we do. That's right. Yeah. What is a handyman business? A handyman business is we do basically some of us call us contractors, but we are, have the ability to do a, a really vast number of different jobs in the home as far as home repair and maintenance go. And, and then we can do other construction type projects as well. So we spend the, my biggest customer job is a to-do list. So I do a ton of, you know, this, I hang a ceiling fan, I replace a sink faucet. I do this, I do that. I do the next thing. So that's what I do as a handyman. John. Yeah. Same, same, same thing, Alan. Um, you know, we're, we're out there and we do, like Larry said, a, a very diverse uh, amount of things for, for our customers. And, um, you know, it can be, it can be just like Larry said, I mean, I, I go from, from plumbing to drywall to electrical to all, all kinds of different things. And, um, you know, I kind of uh, look at what the focus is for me and what I'm good at and, uh, you know, go after those kind of, those kind of jobs. But, uh, you know, it's, it's been very rewarding. And as Larry said, some people call us contractors, but we're really not. We're, we're handymen. And, uh, you know, we got our, we got our business off the ground and, uh, you know, the, what we're going to be talking about today is it was a big, uh, a big part of it. I love that. And when you're talking Larry and John about a to-do list, I feel like uh, maybe I should rebrand myself as a contractor every time I go back and see my mum, because that's what I get is a giant to-do list of things to do around the house. <laughs> that's, and, that's, and that's exactly yeah, what I think of course. Of yeah, that's exactly what it is, right? It's like, oh, oh, here's my son. He knows how to do things. I'm going to have him do it. <laughs> right. right. That's what it is, you know? So guerrilla marketing, just so everyone knows, what is this thing about? Like guerrilla marketing is an advertisement or a marketing strategy in where you use surprise or unconventional ways of doing things to get customers to buy your product or your service. Uh, there was a famous book by Jay Conrad Levinson, which was called Guerrilla Marketing. It's a great book full of ideas, um, but it's the idea of doing something slightly different, not your traditional marketing to reach customers. Now, how did you 
how did you both find out about guerrilla marketing? How do you use it? Like, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, go ahead, Larry. You're all right. Well, first off, I read the Conrad uh, Levinson books a long, long, long time ago. And I think I, I just came on it because I, I took about 10 of his ideas and just implemented. And I just went out mm. and said, I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and I'm going to do them really well. Right. And, and the things that I loved about the, the guerrilla marketing techniques, basically, the, the thing that appeals to me is that you use your brain, not your money, right? So and you, you get everything to pull together and you get it to work where it all works in coordination. And the next thing you know, you have a system out there. And, you know, Alan, we talk about systems in the, in the world, in the business world a lot. And you, but you get this marketing system out there and it, and it just perpetuates itself. You don't have to, you get, you basically, John and I are both aviation guys. The, the plane takes a lot of energy to get in the air, but once it's in the air, it takes very little energy to keep it going. And that's what we try to, that's what I've tried to do with my marketing. My John's done the same thing. So that's why, that's how, I, why I got involved with guerrilla marketing. Cause I really liked it. And it's all very low cost as well, or low cost, no cost could be a lot of no cost. So, and that was exactly why I got into it was I don't want to spend a fortune on putting an advert in the paper that doesn't necessarily get returns. I want to find ways to reach customers that actually I enjoy doing, make them laugh, engage customers. <laughs> I want to find something different to be able to connect with people and win customers. And I think I love the way you described it. It's about using your brain and creativity, not dollars or pounds. Uh, and it does not have to cost a lot of money to get your business in front of customers. That's definitely the idea. Um, so before we dive in to this, there are some top line pieces we wanted to cover. And Larry, you wrote me a fantastic email with an outline for this. Um, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to episode 18 of season two, which is the mysterious world of marketing, uh, I had Katie Coombs on the show, one of the trainers at Rebel Business School, and we talked all through the very high line pieces of marketing. And then Simon and I, my business partner, did episode 20, which was 10 ways to market your business for free. Those two episodes are going to give you a huge amount of ideas. That this will build on. But from the very top line, Larry John... Where do we start thinking about marketing before we dive into the tools and the tactics? Well, Alan, from from my perspective, and 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 once again, you know those those episodes that you just outlined, um, you know that that's a probably a very good background. I have not listened to them, but I think from my perspective is really um, when I started off on this marketing adventure here was that I took stock in myself, okay, and basically asked myself a lot of questions. Um, you know, who's my perfect customer, all the things that I'm sure that you've gone through, where am I going to find that customer? What's the persona of that customer that, you know, that perfect target. And I would zoom in on that, that because the easiest part about finding, finding, uh, you know, some businesses that is, I always think about it as a target with the center of the target. And, you know, I just asked myself a lot of these questions and I, I felt like, you know, I'd do a SWOT analysis, you know, strength, weaknesses, opportunities and threats and kind of figure out what my marketing was going to look like and where my strengths lie and where my weaknesses were and what uh, threats that I could overcome and so on and so forth. So going on from there, I could put my, you know, I could start to plan it out um, and then execute on those plans. So I think 
Something that John said there that is critical for everyone listening is know your audience. Because if you're anything like me and a little bit of a geek about business, you get excited about marketing ideas. And I get super excited and like, this marketing idea is so cool. I want to try it. But the marketing ideas do not matter if you don't know who your customer is and if it's targeted to them. So that's like the number one step is who are you going to target? Who is your customer? So go back, listen to that marketing episode with Katie Coombs, episode 18. Start there with who is your customer? So once we've identified who's the customer, what's next, Larry? You need to find out where your customers live, quote, live. Live is relative, right? So if you're going to market a local service, you literally need to know where they live. But you also need to know where they hang out. Like, hang out is a relative statement. So are they online? Are they on social media? Are they doing this? Are they doing that? Do they take their kids to school? Do they go down to the local bar every Friday afternoon? Um, Where do they actually go, right? I mean, where can you find them? Because then you can tailor your marketing plan and, and target in on those particular areas that you want to go into and, and, and take your tools that you have and apply them specifically to that. Your tools should pull together. I always like to say they should pull and work together and then they, they form that, that basis. But you, you're, it's correct. If you don't know who that customer is, you've got to know who the customer is or who you think the customer is. And customers change too. That's one thing that we've learned through time is that who, sometimes who you think your customer is isn't necessarily who your customer is. So Alan, you teach a lot about being flexible. Definitely have to be a little bit flexible and understand. Look at John talks about SWOT analysis and see sometimes opportunities kind of come at you sideways. And so you just have to be heads up and be paying attention back to using your brain a little bit and understanding saying, why am I getting calls for this or, or calls or emails or texts or however you want to communicate to people? Why am I, why do I keep getting emails for this when I want to sell this? Well, change your marketing perspective and sell that, sell them what they want. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of simple, right, Alan? You know, it's like sell them what they want, sell them what they yeah. want. And, and, but it's, but sometimes they come from other, you'll, you'll get your leads from other media. But anyway, that's, that's what we do. That's what I do is that, and then I start targeting, you know, so I find out where they are, where are they? Do I find them on social? Do I find them? Do I have to go visit them? Do I go door to door? Do I send them direct mail? Do I, what sort of tools and t- things can I target for them for where they are? And again, it depends on the type of business you're doing. We do local business. So we tend to focus on geography quite a bit because we don't want to travel too far for a lot of reasons. Part of it is a marketing reason because we want to be able to respond quickly, which we can do when somebody's, you know, two miles away versus uh, 40 miles away or something like that. So that's all kind of part of that mix as well. But that's what that's what we do. That's what I do anyway. So we've got know your target customer. We've got where do they hang out virtually where do they live might be geography but where physically are they whether it's online or offline and then we've got sort of pulling it all together into a marketing plan john how do you pull it all together how do you make this stuff work together for you well after you know i look at i'm going to go back to the grill to grill marketing to me is is a little different than than the than the um the marketing that I'm used to as a corporate guy, okay? Corporate guys, you know, we had a big marketing department, you know, high-priced people that yes. were doing the big-time marketing stuff, so on and so forth, you know, and they would run this. They would run the aerial bombardment campaign. Basically, for me, guerrilla marketing became, you know, hand-to-hand combat, and that was really what we're talking about here. Um, you know, for me in this business was 
after we found after we found the customers, um, you know, and what they wanted and that perfect target for me and where they would hang out, I would go after I would then start to um, either, you know, now we're get, now we're getting down into the execution stage of of, you know, using some of the tools that we have going in, you know, like brochures or or cards that become a brochure. We'll talk about that in a minute. But it was also you know, looking for other things as well, people around that target. And I looked at it as uh, people like I would partner up with in my business, in my case, in Larry's case as well, as we partner up with people like uh, master plumbers and electricians, because they're in the same sandbox we are. And we know that they, they don't do everything and they would call us to, to do work behind them. I'd also, and so they're in my target. Okay, they're working for those people. So that was an easy one for me. The other was to look around that perfect target, um, which in my case would be, you know, the homeowners um, and look for influencers. And the influencers would be, uh, you know, people that were kind of big in the in the community and that could introduce me to, you know, a neighborhood. So, you know, it was it was a combination of that is how I got these things off the ground. And I found these influencers, you know, I kind of uh, stumbled onto a couple of them and then I sought out a couple of others, whether they be like networking groups, you know, uh, you know, you name it. But they're but they're the people that, you know, have some name recognition in the community uh, or know a whole lot of people. They might be big time business people and everybody knows them and they can get your name out whether it's on some kind of an app you know an app like a next door app or something like that where they can announce you um and a lot of these apps you have to be careful i'm not going to go all the way you know through there because they're not well you can't sell on there and so forth but you use these influencers and stuff to get around that and pretty soon my phone was ringing off the hook and i actually had to tell a couple of these Interesting. guys I, I actually had to tell a couple of these guys i'm like you know can you i i you know you got to but it, the, the fire's too hot. Yeah, stop. <laughs> stop. You know, so that was it's too good, much. And and you know it's uh it, it was became one of those things. And and Larry will tell you as well is that you know in our business once you get a certain amount of customers, um it it really is a round robin of a lot of a lot of uh, activity. So taking on new business was you know like I can't take on new business kind of thing. You know, so I, you know, most Which, customer, yeah. most most the of your dream. customers are going to be like, "What well, the guy's nuts?" But it's honestly, I just you know was just didn't want to. I'm retired actually, and I just didn't want to grow my business to the point I'm going to hire people and so on and so forth. That's a whole other story. But I think you know, you asked me a good question. Was you know, now that you've defined these things, how do you get? How do you kick it off? And I would, you know, that's that's what I did. I looked around and how do I get to those people in a nice way, um, and an easy way. You know, and then I would start to hand out cards and then, you know, we can talk about all that kind of stuff in a, in a, in a minute here. Well, let's dive straight into the tools and tactics then. Let's dive straight <laughs> into the different guerrilla marketing methods. Um, number <laughs> one. I, you, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all laughing because we know where we're going. Yeah. John, can I tell, I'm going to tell, John has the uh, best network marketing thing in the whole wide world. He goes and spends Friday and Saturday afternoons down at the local bar and he hands out business cards like left and right when he's, uh, when he is out uh, having fun. Right, John? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> well, Larry, it's not both those days. It might be almost five days. Oh. No, I'm just <laughs> so, <kidding>. but, <laughs> but 
so Alan, back to that question is, you know, um, you know, we, we have up here bar marketing and, you know, it's, it's kind of funny, you know, this is, uh, no pun intended, but this is what, what we used to call in business where people would hang out the watering hole. Okay. Whether that was on trade yes. rags or whatever, you know, in a professional business, but in my business right now, it's, it literally is the watering hole. And these are the people that are hanging out there and they, uh, you know, it's in a great neighborhood in a great area. So I'm like, you know what? And it's right down the road. So I'm going to test this out. So you got to start somewhere. That's been my philosophy all along is you got to start somewhere. So let's go for it. And I'd be in there and people would say, Hey, what do you do? And I'd say, well, I'm a handyman about, Oh, and you, you know, it's not maybe the person that you're talking to, but there's always somebody listening. And I'd, I'd get like maybe two other people on the other side going, you're a handyman. You got cards with you. So I'd have all of my cards with me. <laughs> and, um, you know, pretty soon it was, <laughs> you know, pretty soon it started to, you know, escalate from there. And then I announced myself at the local hardware store and I started to get business from them. You know, people would come in and buy things and go, Hey man, do you know anybody that can put this up for me? And they're like, yeah, here, here's, a, here's the cards. You know, so that's kind of how I started. I love that. So a question for you, because mm -hmm. one of the things I've struggled with in the past, and I know people do, is being that person that tells people what they do in a bar. Because sometimes you've, or in a coffee shop or in wherever, Correct. sometimes you feel like you're pushing yourself on people. How, how did you get comfortable with this? Like, how do you even get that, that question <laughs> to come up? Because it sounds like they're asking you, what do you do? Like it's amazing what enough scotch will do, Helen. It's amazing. <laughs> it's just amazing. Well, you know, it's it, it's it's to the point that you know you 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 um, when you're mingling, I got I'm pretty gregarious, anyways, and I you know I just uh, you know would I, I just would strike up a conversation with people, and it wasn't my intention to barge in and say, "Hey, I'm a handyman." You know, I, that's that wasn't how I that's not how I work. It was you know, and a lot of times I'd be there just to have fun. And, um, but the ca casual conversation would come up and that's when you could, that that's when you could assert yourself and say that, Hey, I'm a, you know, I'm a handyman. You'd hear conversations and, um, you know, you just start to talk and all of a sudden it comes out. And like I said, it's not perhaps the person that you're exactly talking to right there, but it's the people that overhear you as well. So it's that third person that's, that, you know, it's like, um, you know, a lady was sitting there one time and she goes, you're a handyman. I just had a plumber out and he left my wall completely open to get to the pipes. And he didn't know who to call to, you know, replace all the wallboard. And, um, I'm like, here's my card. When do you want to do it? And, you know, so that started that. And then, <laughs> and then it's like one thing after another, you know, and it was, a, and she lived in like a, uh, a multi, a family type of place, you know, a townhome and uh, pretty soon one thing after another and you, you kind of work, you know, work your way through through that area. Um, so it kind of starts to start a fire. And I think that's if there's one thing that I would take away is that, you know, you got to you got to create these embers and it starts a fire. And you'd be surprised that um, and when you go back to the beginning of our conversation, the marketing is when you find when you have when you have a service or a product that people are interested in you want to buy and it satisfies something that you know you start to you start to create that that fire 
And it's it's how it's you I know it's that. it's it's all about in in this conversation. It's all about how you you get to creating that ember, that fire. And that's you know it, I just found a couple of ways to do it. And let's take bar marketing and just explain it because I guess it's a kind of a a funny term, but it could be you're in the coffee shop. It could right. be it's wherever you are. Start it's talking to are. people. It's yeah. making friends, and it could be the dog walker who's out doing their dog walking in the park, and there's other owners there, and it, you just start talking to them. You make friends. You talk, and it's it's talking to the people around you exactly in a non-threatening way in a non-threatening you know, in a very non-threatening way but so i will i will tell you that, that way you it, just go do it so from a, from a dog walking perspective um people wouldn't know that you're walking you you do that for a living or or for a for a side gig or whatever you do it for you know you kind of have to have some ability to announce to everybody else that you know hey this is just not my dog this is this is a business for me and matter of fact, what's kind of funny is the guy, one of the guys that really got me off the ground, his business was dog walking. He, he, he knew all these people. You see, he was an influencer in his community. So he introduced me to his customer base. So that was, uh, you know, I, 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 interesting. Yeah. So I really rode his kind of, uh, I will say his coattails at, at least in the, in the list of, of suspects or, or prospects. Uh, and that, you know, as he sent out an email to all his customers and said, Hey, I met this great guy who's a, you know, handyman, if you need it, you know, any, any, uh, services, so on and so forth. Which I'd love to insert a new number two here, which let's segue into the partnering up because we've sort of looked at bar marketing and talking to strangers, which I love. Number two, let's do partnering because you spoke about master plumbers. You spoke about electricians, dog walkers. You even spoke about going into the local hardware store where people are buying this stuff but don't necessarily know how to install it. How do you find these partners that you can work with you called it playing in the same sandbox yeah and okay so the sandbox as i describe it and i've talked to larry we, we kind of use the same lingo on this is that you know our sandbox is 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 a house you know uh in our world so who else is in 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 our in our house in our houses and yeah, that's, who you provides know, plumbers, services for home for other, home repairs right, and maintenance well, things like whether that. it be exactly whether it's other you know, uh, painters, uh, uh, plumbers, electricians, and pest control, pest plumbing, control. Uh, you know, you got to think outside lawn the maintenance and, yeah, and it's that, on and on and on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that's what I always thought about. And I, I had a, I had a, uh, a plumber come over to my house one time because I had some pretty sophisticated stuff that needed to be done. And I was like, I, I need a master plumber actually. And uh, he came over, <laughs> nice guy. And I had a target for these partners. I had a target, and Larry and I've talked about this a lot. The target is it's a smaller company, the real go-getters. It's not big electrical companies. It's not big plumbing companies because they don't really, you know, really care about me. It's the it's the mom and pop little guys, or the guys that are just getting off the grounds, the guys in their thirties that have uh, escaped some of these bigger places and they're out on their own and they're hungry. And these were the guys that I was, that I, I called up and I said, Hey man, you were out at my place or when they're out at my place, I'd say, Hey, I'm a, I'm a, um, a handyman. And, um, they're like, you are, 
and there you can't believe you know the the synergy that comes across they're like i'm always looking for guys to help me you know finish up a project and you know it's so i'm not gonna bore you with the rest of that conversation but that's how i started to find them and we larry and i both put like a target together of these guys that were hungry so that meant that once they understood how you know professional that we were they it it rolled into their professionalism as well and they would nobody wants to be with somebody that's not like you uh you know that doesn't do the same level of work um and you know they would we'd call on each other and we'd i'd flip them business then they'd flip me business i'd flip them business and they'd flip me business you know and pretty soon you can put things together where they're paying you to flip them business as a referral fee which is a different income stream, but yeah, it's all, it's all, it all happens. And that happens in all the industries, Alan. Um, I used to run a vending company and we used to, we talked to cleaning companies because they sold into business. It was business to business sales and they talked to exactly the same people that we talked to. So when they would go in and they would say, you know, the cleaning company's in there every day and they know the person really, really well. And, and if they could refer a good vending company, it was a huge benefit for them. It was of great importance. The key there, and John said, this you have to be as good or better than they are because if you give a bad referral you will kill yourself so if you're going to do this kind of work you need to inspect like like both john and i we have specific people in our minds like we we get like painters just for example i can watch a painter prep a house and the minute i know i watch him prep the house i know whether he's somebody i'll refer or not because if he's not doing certain things i'm not interested in in giving him out as a referral and conversely i hope they're doing the same thing with us um or you know and, and that applies to all the other trades but in every industry those things are out there and they apply there's always somebody that's selling to the same customer that you are the question is 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 how do you get into their network to try and and, and work that network with them um sometimes it's most of the time it's based on just being friends with them i mean and just doing something for them and being and, and just being a, of value to them so it's all really about at the end of the day it's about positive value so which my favorite example of this we were at a rebel business school up near liverpool and there was a cake maker there was yep. an event planner and there was a band and all three of them sold to weddings exactly. like, you three should work together you should really work together because <laughs> right. if you can get a customer for one of you it might be a customer for all three of you uh and it was incredible how that pulled together um so we've got number one, bar marketing, number two, partnering up. Let's move on to business cards. Now, controversially, I'm not a fan of business cards, but Larry, I think you love them, don't you? Well, so it's, they're really specific for particular businesses, right? So especially if you're doing local business or certain businesses, it's people like to have something. I make the cards like for the handyman business, we're going to talk about handyman business or local businesses. Generally you, you need some kind of a, a business card. And Levinson says that if you're going to take the time to make a business card, just don't put your name and your phone number and your contact information <laughs> on there. Right. You're paying for the printing, right? Make it into a brochure. Right. So in, and in our case, like in the handyman business, it's really appropriate. It's good in a, like even in a dog walking business, it actually would be good. What do you actually do? So, mm. so it's a mini brochure, right? You make it into a mini brochure. Our, our cards, John, I created the card. John copied my format almost identically, which is fine with me. And we have school. a list of services on the back. 
That's yeah. Well, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah, of course. He's looking over somebody's shoulder. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you get told off for copying in school, but in business, it can work really well. It works really, really well. If the big guys are doing it and it works, you should adopt it if you can afford it, right? So anyway, the the for us, you know, we have a list of our services on the bag. So we do carpentry, we do electric, we do plumbing. You know, light, light. We always put light in there because it's not everything. But anyway, we have a whole kind of list of services. So somebody takes my card. And the other trick is that you have contact information on both sides of the car with today's with cell phones today, right? People might not take your card, but they will take a picture of it, right? Mm. So they take a picture of it and they have all of your information. Well, I watch people take a picture of the front of my card, then they flip it over and they go, oh, you do all this and click, they take a picture of that and the phone numbers there and the web addresses there. So those are those are kind of in the trenches, like tips on how to do a business card. But yeah, I like business cards because they're in my pocket. Like John says, when you go out to that bar or you go out in a social space and say you go into a party, Alan, when you go to a party and there's a hundred people there, are you going to remember everybody? No, no. If you hand them a business card, will they remember who you are? Maybe it depends how much I've been charming or whether they just throw it in the bin as soon as they've seen my face. Well, you have to have the presentation that goes along with it, but you put your picture. See my, my cards have my picture on them. So they actually can take the picture of the per the, they take the person to the to the conversation and then they go and if you alan if you put your face on there especially with that look you just gave us over the camera folks you can't see that (laughs) anyway they would remember you they will remember you and that's a guerrilla technique is it not it's something different it's not what everybody in the industry does and john can attest to this we see contractors cards just contractors in general and it says uh john jones master electrician phone number or email address and, and one and last. And what does a master electrician do? Exactly. I don't know. They exactly. do electrical things. Right. What does that mean? Right. And one mean? and one last mistake people make with these cards is that in, in today's market, um, you know, with our with our smartphones and things, when I was at these great big conferences and uh, all over the United States with hundreds of thousands of people at these conferences and stuff like a more cormic place and things make sure that you can write on the card don't get these glossy cards number one number two is don't get a card that you can't scan most pe- there's all kinds of applications for cell phones and things that uh, for uh, smartphones that i would scan everybody's card and it would go into my database so i didn't have to type it in and if you make it hard for that scanner to pick up everything, you know, it's a waste. Most people are doing that these days because they can toss your card in the bin, but they'll they'll put it in their in their their contacts folder if they can scan it right in. So it's just another little trick. I love that. Which actually this brings us on to number four, which I'm going to talk about QR codes for a second. I'd be interested to know if you've used these. I was uh, recently in Bogota and we were out for breakfast, my wife and I, in a fantastic cafe. I'd eaten a lot of food and there on the table in front of me was a small QR code that said free seven day trial for the gym. Uh, And I was thinking after that amount of food, I should probably go to the gym. The gym was right next door and they were offering me a free trial. And I just had to scan the code and it popped up and said, when do you want to book your first session? And I thought that was a brilliant way of getting this business that was next door to the cafe in front of a bunch of customers that were right there. And I guess 
the overall subject is not QR codes. It's how do you get your business in front of people at the right space while they might or might not be thinking about it. Have you ever used that kind of method, John Larry? Absolutely. There's It's on our Handyman Pros radio show business card. There's a QR code that takes you straight to the show. So you click the QR code, it goes to the Apple player and up it goes and it starts running the latest episode, yep. which happens to be a guy named Alan, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we, and we have our QR code on the back of our handyman cards too. So it goes yes. right to our website. It takes us to the website. Yeah. It goes to the website. <clears throat> so it's, it's, there's a million ways to do it. Again, that's one, one of the reasons why I like that business card. You, you scan that QR code. It takes you to the complete listing of all the services that we offer, which is way too much for a business card. Um, but it's on the website and, and thus you can use it. Uh, there's you can uh, we've taken those cards and we've just john throws them out we throw them out on the tables you know and, and besides getting uh, well, called litterers people do use them and they actually scan them they're like oh oh that's what that is you know and it's it's pretty amazing qr codes are are something that um gosh you know you just got to try it you got to try it any way you can put it on the table put it on your business card Put it on the side of your truck. I'm not so sure about the side of your truck, but I do see them on the sides of trucks, and I see people scanning them. I don't know if it's a good idea when you're driving to do that, but anyway. But I think, Alan, you you know, you bring up a great a great um, a great scenario there because when you're sitting there, everybody's got a smartphone. I mean, I'm I, you know, <clears throat> I'm an older guy, but you know, when these things came along, everybody loves fiddling with these things. So if you see a QR code, you're going to scan it. You know. What the heck is that? What what's the website look like? <laughs> you know, you're gonna you're gonna do it. So you know why why not do it? So you know, Larry, what you, what Larry just said is like, you know, on the back of our of our uh, of our cards for business, you know, it's it's easy to do and it's easy to go right to our website and there it is and there's all the information that you ever want to know. So it's a it's a really good you know in advertising an advert for us. Yeah, and there's QR code generators that are free, so it yeah, doesn't even cost you any money. All you have to do is print it, right? Yeah, it's, easy it's easy to do. It's really simple, actually. So, yeah. What about you, Alan? What are you putting them on? <laughs> <laughs> the question that keeps coming to mind is, where do you stick it, your QR code? <laughs> and it sounds like everywhere is the answer. Um, for the people listening to this, like we're up to number four with QR codes. I want you to see this as a buffet of ideas and think about which one you're going to have a go with. So take these ideas and go, actually, you know, the bar marketing. Next time I go, I'm going to just ask people what they do, and they'll probably ask me back what I do. Or next time I'm going to try partnering up with these. And see this as a buffet of ideas that you can use to get your business out there for very, very low fees. Um, The next one number five is getting people to share what you do. And I've got a specific example of this. And I'd love to know what you think, Larry and John. And the example I've got, I went to a board games cafe with my friends. Uh, We sat there playing board games. And on the shelf behind me, there was a sign that said, and the sign was next to a large jar of sweets. And the sign said, if you check in on Facebook and share a picture of you and your friends playing games, you can help yourself to free sweets. And I thought to myself, I am easy to bribe. That's my first (laughs) thought. I took the photo, I put it on Facebook, 
And the business was basically bribing me to tell all of my friends where I was and what I was doing. So I am promoting them for them. And all it cost them was some free sweets. Um, like this concept of getting people to share your work and share what you do. How have you used this thought in your businesses, Larry and John? You want it, Johnny, or you want me to start? Go ahead. All right. Well, I mean, we, for us, that's a, a, we call it, that's a referral base. So if I do a really good job for somebody on their job and, and, and trust me, there's a whole series of ways to, to get referrals. But basically if I go into somebody's home, my goal is to leave it better than when I started or better than when I came in. And that includes everything from cleaning to, um, you know, to making sure that when I walk in the, in the room, I ask, do I take my shoes off or do you want me to wear booties or, or what is, what is considerate of the people that we go into the, into the home with. And effectively that gives referrals. If somebody in our, in our business, it's specific in our business, people don't do that. You know, they don't, they show up on time, right? I mean, I know it sounds simple, right? But if you show up to your appointment on time and we give an actual time, when we go to a job, we don't give the, we're going to be there between eight and four. Yes. (laughs) No, it's more like this. We're going to be there at nine o'clock in the morning and we're going to be there, you know, until five or maybe six just depends on the time, just depends on the job, obviously. But I, this is a true story, Alan. I walked up to a door. It was 10 minutes to nine. I had a nine o'clock appointment. I knock on the door. uh, I rang the bell anyway. The person comes to the door and they looked at me and they said, what are you doing here? I said, "Um, we have a nine. I look at my, I look at my watch that I don't wear. I said, we have a nine o'clock appointment. Do you want me to go back to the truck? And she said, no, I don't want, no, come in please. Because, but I was expecting you here between nine 30 and 10 because all of you people come late. All of you people. Uh-oh. Meaning yeah. contractors, <laughs> meaning contractors, right? All of the, you know, all of you people come late. She was shocked. That woman's given me hundreds of referrals, right? Hundreds. Um, we, I have not given anything away as far as a giveaway to, to bribe people in, in quite some time, but also in this business, doing a good job is as good as bribing somebody. Um, so, you know, and, and pay attention to the children and um, make sure you take care of the dog as well. So if the dog likes you and they like their dog, they will like you. It's really, a, it's a very little subtle nuance, but take care of the animals, take care of the children. If there's children, take care of the, you know, be nice and respectful to the children. It's kind of, it's kind of simple stuff, Um, but you'd be amazed, you know, you'd be amazed. So that's, that's done that in other businesses in the past, I used to give away samples. I I sold coffee when I had my vending company, we used to give away samples quite effectively, actually. Um, It would get us in the door and give us a a chance to present at that point. So we would send out free sample packs. And I like that kind of that idea. And then they, in turn, if you do a good job for them, they then will promote you, like actively promote you. I mean, John's talking about it in the bar marketing. He got in with this one guy. He was actively promoting. He finally had to tell the guy to slow down. You know, he was, we were getting too much work. It was, we couldn't, we couldn't produce fast enough is what was happening. So John, you have anything to add there, John? No, no. I, I think you've, I think you've got covered that, that, that kind of giveaway thing's a little difficult in, in this business as well as, um, the business that I was in, you know, professional business, uh, you know, selling software uh, for for all those years, uh, for close to forty years. I, you know, it, it it's a, it's a little it's a little different. I understand where you're coming from, though, on this, you know, to to, to bribe you to uh, on the Facebook uh, example. But um, you know, there was all kinds of things that we would do, and and even now, um, the you know, I will give people a break. 
you know, they're, they're giving me, they're giving me, uh, you know, uh, referrals and referrals are extremely powerful, extremely powerful. So once you get in somewhere and you do a good job for them, whether you're, you're, you're a handyman like we are, or you're, you know, a dog walker or you're baker or doesn't matter. You do a great job. People start to refer you out. You know, I would say, you know, people would come, Hey, you, can you come over here and, and do this little thing? Well, yeah, man, I'm in the, I'm in the neighborhood. I'll just swing by, you know, what do we owe you? Uh, no charge. No, no, no problem. So that's kind of what my, you know, my, my little incentive is to, to, to keep the relationship going and they're doing something for me. I'm doing something from that for them. Um, they respect me as a professional, of course. Um, so I'm not giving away everything, but you know, there's a little give and take there and, you know, we, we kind of understand each other, which is, which is great. Jeff, what are you doing this afternoon? I need something done at my house. Yeah. Sorry. That's a joke. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) See, you see what he says? He says, ah, nah, no, I don't think so, Larry. Right. You know, not for you, Larry. (laughs) Not for me. Not for me. Right. Yeah, no soup for you. No soup for you. No soup for you. That's right. <laughs> so I think the general concept of this one, number five, is how do you get people talking about what you do and sharing what you do? And whether it's a Facebook post, like you're a dog walker, take a picture of the dog going for a walk and tag the person. Whether it's a cake, like get a photo of that. I mean, I'm sure the contractors could get a photo with the customer and the new wall smiling. Um, but something, or ask them for the referrals, ask them where to go. But it's that and the reviews, out. reviews yeah. as well. Positive reviews matter. They actually really do in any kind of personal services business. You want good reviews, and and we we don't well we don't bribe people for reviews either. We probably should, but. I don't know. There's too many things to do. Well, let's get but, on to, let's make that number six, good reviews. Um, because I actually think it is a critical part in modern day marketing because people will Google you, they will search for you, and they will look up if you've done a good job. Thank God I had my prison records expunged. Yeah. That's, all, that's just all I'm going to say. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, that that, no. that is that is true um you know is 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 once you get to once you get to that point um of of all these referrals and 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 having good reviews you know you're in you're you know you're you're gonna feel it it's kind of like fishing you know you're gonna start to feel the tug at the end of the line and that's what every business wants um you know as as a uh are we really selling? Are we really getting, are we really accomplishing something? And and when people are starting to tug on the line, you know, you know that you're doing some things right and you need to take stock of what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong. I kind of go back to the very beginning um, and and just write those things down and make sure that you continue to do the right things. It's, but it's kind of, it's kind of funny, you know, um, I I get so, I get, and Larry gets so many personal referrals that, you know, those become our reviews. Now I know a lot of your other listeners are, you know, more exposed to a Yelp and things like that. And that's really important. Um, and because every, you're right, everybody does search for that. And I found a lot of people on, on Yelp, uh, HVAC guys, you know, uh, heating, air conditioning guys and things like that on Yelp. And, um, so it is, it is important. And you, you know, that's, you, and you ask for that. You know, that is the one thing, okay, <clears throat> that's the one thing I always did in business is that after I closed the deal, 
and not you know but pretty quick after that was you know um would you think about how the process went the the sales cycle you know we went through your buying cycle and would you say nice things what would you say about us can i can i get a quote from you i'd really like to be able to write down these quotes you know and so and so on and so forth that was that was the review and pretty soon i had a whole book of these things and when people would say who else is using your product and your service and i just open it up and say all these people and what did they say about you you can call them here's the numbers and here's what they're saying about me i love that and just to add in right at the end one place that you can get reviews if you're thinking this is great is google my business like having your google listening especially if you're a local business in an area is an incredible way to get yourself up the google rankings because people will search on a map for dog walker idaho or name the place they will search for handyman and town they will search for baker or cakes and town there's an incredible place to put your reviews and it'll help you get up the Google rankings. So number six is good reviews. And speaking of reviews, Alan, I think that everybody should go to their podcast player and put a positive review out there for the rebel entrepreneur. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, yes, Five stars would be good. fabulous folks. So uh, just go out there and uh, make sure that you give Alan a good review. That's what I'm saying. Oh, it's interesting because I'm not actually that good at asking for myself, Larry and John. I'm good at asking for other people, but I'm not always good at asking for reviews for myself. So you can um, send the check to. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, just just to close that one out, I think I think people miss a big opportunity if they don't if they don't come forth and, and, and ask and, and ask for, you know, a little help because people actually have come up to me and said, I would really like to put a great review of you on Yelp or on whatever. Okay. On, on next door. Would you mind? And I absolutely not, you know, and I would ask people, you know, cause I'd say, well, what do you think after the job, right? Larry, after you get done working, you know, you say you, you all cleaned up, everything's working, everything's beautiful. Um, <clears throat> and then people say, wow, I really love it. Well, now you kind of just opened up a conversation there. <laughs> You know, and you yes, kind of take advantage of the oppor opportunity and it's not hurting anybody. It's just being honest. You know, would you, you know, I really love that. And they start to fawn over this. And you, would you say positive things about me? G perfect. Great. You know, and then they become a reference. You know, I got my referrals and then yeah. I have my reference accounts. So, yep, it works. It and it's surprising how many people don't ask for that feedback after they've done that, whatever what, it is, the product or service. It's surprising. Exactly my point. So as I said, would you please leave a five-star review <laughs> on your, <laughs> your podcast? <laughs> I should probably ask what people think of the episode. Um, that would be the first step. Right, um, right. So number six good reviews uh let's move on to number seven which i had entitled street marketing and i guess that's whether it's flyers posters signs banners someone dressed up as a giant gorilla handing out things um a couple of examples that came to mind i don't know if you've ever seen the movie it uh but they did something quite fun they 
spray painted some white text next to drains and then attached mm. a red balloon next to it with a hashtag that got some incredible attention for that movie <laughs> um you can tell i love movies the red sparrow movie they sent out an army of uh spies all dressed in black with the red hair they were all wearing wigs and they took over the town and they stood out like it was incredible what they did to stand out um and I guess bringing it to a real small example of street marketing, I remember once I was walking through my hometown of Basingstoke and there was a guy dressed in chef's whites with a tray of pizza. And he said to me in an Italian accent, uh, would you like to try some pizza? And you can't really say no to that. Like, I'm not going to reject pizza. I tried his pizza. It was phenomenal. He pointed to a restaurant around the corner um, my wife and I ended up going there nearly every Saturday for about two years. We were creatures of habits with where we get our pizza. Um, and he got us by street marketing. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on getting out there into the world? It's really, it, it's really specific to a particular, to great for local businesses in particular. If you're in front of your, like literally if you're in front of your store, it's fantastic. Um, you know, we have yet to do that. John and I have talked about doing it. We've talked about, we call it walking and talking where we were actually going to go knock doors in neighborhoods. It's it's basically it's street marketing, right? Um, or, you know, and and just going in and knocking doors, we decided against it, or I decided against it because I think that our closing ratio would be too high and like, we couldn't handle the work that we would generate out of it. So we decided against it because you can, as you know, this Alan, right? You can have the best marketing in the world, but if you can't deliver, it doesn't do you any good. So yes. it actually is counterproductive. So um, we decided against doing that. But um, in other businesses, you know, there's there's just a ton. All these going out of business sales that you see where they've got guys out standing on the street twirling signs and things. They don't do that because it doesn't work. They do that because it's highly effective. It's highly effective. The chef in selling the pizza in his chef chef's white is a marketing image of high quality product with a sample to boot to, to say, you know, what do you basically, what do you think? Is it, is it worth this chef's thing? And it, it led to you being a customer for two years. That's, that's really strong. And I'm kind of assuming you moved after that. So that's the reason you still don't go there, but he uh, sold, he sold the restaurant to another family and the pizza quality dived. Uh, We went back two or three times after it was sold and the pizza was just not the same. It was so disappointing because I loved that place. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's kind of the point, right? Deliver that fantastic product and people, once they come and try it, they'll come back, right? So it's always back to, you know, do a, do an outstanding job. As, as they say, give more than what you originally uh, planned on giving is another technique anyway. Keep going. John, do you have anything on that, yeah, on that giveaways? So I, have you ever done any of that? Well, let, me, let, me, let me just say this, Alan, that... Um, you know, from a street marketing perspective, um, it's it goes back to handing out, you know, having a conversation, handing out cards. People are always asking me, um, you know, I'll be walking through the neighborhood even and uh, people will say, hey, do you got a, you know, I know that you're a you know, handyman. Do you have a card on you? Yep. Right here. And I always carry one um, with me all the time. Um, the other thing is that, Larry, you know, you're kind of selling yourself short. When Larry does a job, he's got a sign that he sticks out in the front yard while he's working at a house. And it it advertises, mm. you know, Larry's handyman service. So that's another piece of street marketing. The other is, you know, have a shirt with the uh, with your company name on it. That's street marketing. 
Now, is, let's go back to your dog walking example and the folks that listen to your, you know, that uh, listen to your podcast and, and do dog walking. You know, they people don't know that you're in that business. You should you should have some kind of a shirt, you know, while you're walking a dog. It's, you know, Jane's dog walking service. You know, now everybody's looking. Oh, that's what you do. You know, so you're out in the park and people say, well, you know what, Mike, I'm going on vacation next week and I didn't know who to call. Now you know who to call. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, instead of going up to everybody and saying, hey, I'm a dog walker, I'm a dog walker. You know, you kind of have your your shirt on and people will see that was a T-shirt or a polo shirt or, you know, whatever it might be. And, you know, you'll get a lot of uh, you get a lot of attention that way. So you kind of always, you know, and, you're always and they're marketing. not terribly expensive, Alan. Yeah. Yeah, not, they're not, not. They're not terribly expensive. I mean, you can have T-shirts made, one-off T-shirt for about fifteen dollars. But if you get, if you look at the number of impressions, as they say in advertising, you know, if you're wearing that shirt all the time, have a few more. Don't wear it all the time. Um, you, you know, you can, you can. Your numbers of impressions are huge. So it's kind of like one of those things where, again, if you're depending on the business, like again, if you're doing a local type service, you want to, you want to have a shirt out there. It's a free ad. It's and the impressions, it's it's hundreds and hundreds of impressions every time you walk down a street. It's just crazy. It's kind of like vehicle advertising, and mm-hmm. and you you know this, but vehicles you spend a little bit of money, but the average vehicle gets seen fifty thousand times a day, and that's a huge number of impressions that that people and and it, it gives you the impression of being a much larger company if you want that impression now that's not always something you want but um it's just uh, there's there's just a lot to be said for that i forgot about my signs john's right i put signs out on the street and it's just you know says another quality job by handyman services service international and uh, it's got the it's got all the contact information on it so if somebody drives by they snap a picture of it with their with their cell phone and they have my contact information um you know, understand I, there. Here's a, here's a gorilla tip, Alan, that I just think people forget. Understand everybody's got a camera with them. Everybody's right. got a camera. <laughs> Everybody. So have it, have your shirt, have your contact information on the back of your shirt. Cause they'll take a picture of your back and you say, what are you doing? Well, I'm taking a picture of your contact information. Okay. Hey, that's great. Here's my card. And you have the card that says the same thing, right? Everything pulls together. So it's uh, it, it, but understand the power of those cameras. I mean, it's crazy. Like, I mean, the, everything, everybody takes a picture of everything today. I mean, even, it, even and, old guys like John and I do. And Larry's and Larry was right. You know, we were going to go out and uh, we're going to go knock on doors, you know, in some neighborhoods when we first started really getting this thing off the ground. And then pretty soon, you know, we got a couple of customers. They were really keeping us busy. Then we're like, well, wait a minute. You know, there's uh there's always a thing just like in manufacturing, you've got uh you know, you got capacity in production. If you're uh, under capacity, your production's not going to be, you know, there. So you, you got to watch, you got to watch your, you know, you got to watch out how, how, how much, uh, how much promised work you've got out there. So we kind of, yeah. <laughs> woo, woo. So we just, we don't have the capacity because we didn't want to start hiring people. Um, to yeah, grow the business. Yeah. Now a lot of people, conscious, yeah. yeah, a lot of people would say, well, you, you guys are nuts and everything, but that's not, you know, that that's just not us, but there's, you know, a lot of folks out there to grow a business and uh, you know, you're going to hit some of these sweet spots and you need to, you need to, I am inspired by this. Uh, Sorry. I cut across you. I apologize, John. No, go ahead. He's used to it. He works with me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Here comes another jet, Larry duck. <laughs> it's coming. I'm telling you, they're in the pattern today. Today they're in the pattern, and they've got the pattern right over my mobile my mobile studio here. It's like, oh, you're kidding me. Uh, you know, it's crazy. I am. 
I am inspired to go and replace my entire wardrobe with Rebel Entrepreneur T-shirts, which I need to create for some QR codes. Uh, I'm definitely inspired. One warning for the audience, just be careful when you're engaging in street tactics as you are encroaching on public spaces. Like People usually forgive this stuff if you're like putting your image or promotion on a public space only if it's entertaining, temporary or an improvement to the environment like if you can make it fun and that and it's temporary people will forgive it if you are uh, randomly tagging people's building in permanent paint they will not be happy and it will cause problems so just a small public service announcement and warning there on number seven um let's bring us on to oh well i was just gonna say i was gonna say actually yeah and be careful if you're handing like one of my p- favorite pet peeves is, and again, this gets back to our, my philosophy is that you're going to leave somebody's home better than when you left it. Don't like, like forever. There's people in my neighborhood that drive by and they take a plastic bag with a few stones in it and they throw their business card on the ground oh, and they do that because they can't put it in the post office. All right. To me, that's litter. And it really annoys me. It's an instant no for me. So same things with flyers. If you think you're going to take a flyer and go stick it on everybody's windshield, just understand that some people think of that as a very, very negative thing. And you want to be careful. And those negative things work against you just as well as the positive things work for you. So you just want to be mindful of the particular audience that you're hitting and and what are their concerns? You know, do they do they do that? And, and um, you know, for me, if I'm going to do a landscaper, how about you come talk to me? Don't just throw it out on my lawn, you know, even if it needs to be cut. It's still not a good idea. So anyway, sorry, I digress. <laughs> uh, so that's number seven, street marketing. Let's bring us to number eight, experiential marketing. How do you get your customers to experience what you do and like we talked on this podcast before about examples of like free reiki samples of game companies who put up stands so that people can play their games i used to give away free sessions on my presentation skills trainings to company that were big enough to get them to experience but experiential marketing is how do you get people to experience what you do before they buy it Hmm. Well, let me let me address that. Um, For for me, once I here, here's how I can upsell on that, because I usually will get in. I usually will get into somebody's house on another job. Let's say I'm replacing a faucet and. You know, I can create the visual. I can have them visualize what a new chandelier is going to look like. They're thinking about putting a new light in, a new chandelier, some, you know, recessed lights and, you know, whatever. And they're like, well, I need some more light here. And I, and I, and I you know, start to paint the picture and give a little visualization. Wouldn't it be nice, you know, you could have, you can get that chandelier and wouldn't it be nice just to hang over there? Can you imagine if that thing, you know, co- you know, next month, if that was hanging over there, how nice that would be. And they're like, man, that is, can you do that? You know? Oh yeah, I can do that. And, uh, you know, go pick out your chandelier, you know, um, you know, but that's, that's the kind of thing, <laughs> you know, that's the kind of thing is that, you know, what, uh, what I would do. And now if somebody's just talking to me and I haven't been in there, um, you know, I think it's the, it's a, um, the conviction of being able to, to do that job, to explain to them how that job is going to go down, basically paint them a picture of exactly what I would be doing. 
and just have them, you know, step through it. You know, it's not a hard sell. Um, it's just helping them understand how I am going to go about it to work. And I will tell people when they ask me to do a job, I will, I will let people know that I'm going to walk you through exactly what I'm going to do. So they have an expectation of, um, you know, the, the process and the length of time it might take me to do this just so that we're both on the same page. And that way, nothing, neither, neither, neither side gets, you know, sideways with each other. So that's kind of, that's kind of it. And I understand this question, uh, from a product, a hard product type of, um, you know, if you're selling, you know, pretzels or you're selling, you know, I, I don't know what lamps or whatever, but how do you create this environment to, to actually have somebody visualize what this, this product's going to be like for them using it day in and day out or be inside your house and things like that. And I think it's always been able to, you know, paint that picture of, of what that's going to be like. Or if you were selling a, a card game or a board game, why didn't you find the local board games clubs, the local cafes, go and get people to experience what you're doing. And it's all about getting people to experience it so that they know whether they like it and if they experience it they're far more likely to buy it afterwards yes. so that's number eight experience yeah. yes and and I, just to close that off and i think i think that's what i think um in a roundabout way that that's 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 what i was saying is that they now they if i get into somebody's house you know when i and i do something for them let's say they've already experienced how i do work they experience they experience uh, who i am um, you know, my attitude, uh, what Larry was saying earlier, leaving their place cleaner than it was. So they, they're getting that good feeling about it. So doing more with me is, is, uh, is, is easy then at that point. I love that. Which brings us on to number nine, which is event ambush, uh, which I love this. It sounds very gorilla, the event ambush. Um, but the idea is figure out what events your customers go to. And there are events for every type of business, every type of industry all around the world, and then show up and take it over. And you can even do this virtually. So to give you a, a virtual event ambush idea, uh, my business partner, Simon, and I sold to housing associations in the UK and they would have the annual conference for housing associations. And every year they would share a, the, the organization was called the National Federation of Housing Associations, the NatFed, and they would have NatFed20 as their hashtag for that year's conference. And Simon and I would go online. We wouldn't even go to the event. We would do this in our underwear at home. We would go in line, find the hashtag, and you can almost hijack the conversations. You can chat to the people. You can ambush the event. You can share great content. And you can go where your customers are. And I think that's the key bit, is going where your customers are. And there is a conference, an exhibition, an event for everything you could imagine. All you've got to do is get creative, find it, and ambush it. Yes. <laughs> we, we, we've done, John and I have done that well, at home shows. We've gone into home shows where we, you know, and done that kind of thing. All not all the time, but since COVID, we haven't been able to. But anyway, I, I would say, ahead, I, would, I would say this, Al, and you're exactly right. Um, 
am, am, ambush these things. And, and here's what, here's what I do. You know, it's kind of funny on a, you know, now I'll do it. I'll do it on a Twitter. Um, and it'll be a hashtag and it I'll look for, for events that are trending. And then I'll, I'll introduce one of our, our, uh, handyman podcast shows in, into this large stream and start to take the conversation over. And they're talking about all kinds of other <laughs> things, but you know, pretty soon it's like, Hey, what's everybody doing this weekend? Because if you're thinking about, uh, you know, putting on a new faucet, you got to need to check out, uh, this, you know, X, Y, Z episode of, you know, and everybody comes saying, you know, now I'm starting to get all kinds yep. of impressions coming back from the tweet and people start to talk about, you know, yeah, I got, I got a lamp to, you know, a new lamp to fix, or I've got this to do and I've got a faucet. So, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. And, and unless you try that, you don't know what the reaction is. And exactly. it doesn't cost anything and that's to a lot try of these it. methods. You've got to try it. Yeah. yeah. Just get it out there. Cost just, have a go. just do it. Yeah. And, just and do like it. Larry said, we're, we're really, you know, you can tell that we're pretty gregarious guys. And, you know, we go out to a, you know, if we go out to an event, um, we're, we're going to take it over in, in a good way, <laughs> you know, it's we're going to start, what we do. <laughs> we're going to start to talk about handyman work, you know, whether it's wherever these events might be. And it's, um, you know, like going out to, to, to some of these conferences and things like that. Um, there, there's all kinds of things that you can do user groups. I mean, church events, uh, you know, whatever it might be. And, you know, pretty soon you, you'll have. Use your brain. You're, Use you're just, your brain and yeah. be creative and, and figure and, it out. I mean, and, it's that simple. There's something you can do. There's something. So. And start to twist the conversation. So in that the direction. question. Yeah. Oh, a little conversation twist is always fun. Um, so the question for everyone listening to this is what events do your customers go to? Make a big list, look it up, Google it, make a giant list of events of where your customers go, and then start to think, how could I ambush them? How could I take them over? How can I get out there? How can I get in front of those customers? So that's number nine, the event ambush. And then finally, this is one. I was so glad you put this on the list, Larry. This is one of my favorites. This is the last one for today's show. It is thank you cards. Why did you put thank you cards on the list? So can I ask you a question, Alan? When is no. the last time? Yeah, I'm going to anyway. Tough. I'm, I'm ambushing this interview. I'm ambushing this interview right now. Uh, <laughs> heads up. This is in action right now. Uh, heads up in action. Yeah, here we go. Um, Alan, when is the last time, besides the fact that you're kind of nomadic, so you're hard to pin down, but when's the last time you received a handwritten thank you note? Yeah, it was probably a couple of years ago when I was living in Basingstoke full time. Um, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while, and the reason that I place it that way now, I know you're you're nomadic because you you know you're you're living all over the world and all that, and I understand that. But for for most people that don't that, I'm going to ask the audience as they're listening to us: When is the last time you received a handwritten thank you note? I'm not talking about an email thank you. I'm talking about an actual card that costs you fifty. How much is it today? 51 cents to send a, to send a thing out. And, and I already know the answer to that. And the answer is oh, two years ago, maybe three years ago, right? When's the last time? And so when you send that, plus you drop your business card that has your mini brochure on it in there into the thank you card. Hey, thank you so much. And you, and you do the proper phraseology. Hey, we, 
thank you so much for taking advantage of our service. We really appreciate the opportunity. You know, I thought the, the, the new ceiling fan looked fantastic. You know, here's, here's a picture. Here's where we put it out. You know, you can put the link into a, to your Facebook page or whatever you want to do, how you're going to integrate your other things, but just, and send it off and just say, thanks. If there's anything else we can do for you in the future, please don't hesitate to reach out. It's really about that simple. But the last time you received one, you want to talk about being memorable. You do it enough. You will you will be overrun with business. It takes a while, but you'll be overrun with business. I, I you can thank you is the two most important words in the in the language for in the English language for gratitude. Right? It's thank you, thank you for what you do, thank you for this for this fabulous thing, thank you for helping me achieve my goals, whatever it is that you're particular, you know what you're selling. Thank you for taking care such great care of my dog. You know my dog comes back from his walks and he's just, just loving it. You know, and, and, you know, the thank you, dog, thank you, no, it could be, you know, I, something that happened on the walk, you know, he saw this squirrel and really wanted to go after it or something, you know, and something that the people were relate to, but there's, there's a million different ways to do it. Just use it. Take the time. It's all about yeah. time and creativity. So and, that's and why I'll, I put it there. And I'll, yeah. And, and Larry, that's awesome because, uh, you know, um, I also, I'm, and it's kind of funny this, this came up here is that I'm looking at my old stack, I've got about 15 thank you cards left when I was in business. Every time I closed a deal, I would do send a handwritten thank you to, you know, the company that, that just bought my product, you know, whether it was, you know, they just spent $700,000 with me or whatever it might be, you know, I'd send, you know, the president and the vice president of thank you note. Um, and don't you, don't, don't think, you know, 80% of my competition doesn't do that. Okay. They, they would 80% yes. of the other, uh, other salespeople would not do that. And that means a great deal. Now we're, I'm going to go back to referrals. Who do you think they're going to refer, you know, to their buddies down at the gym when they're there at their, or at the country club, you know, they're going to say, Hey, you need to talk to John over at the XYZ software company. Uh, if you guys want some software, you know, because he's going to remember that. And uh, I, you know, I do that with my customers now. You know, I'll send them, you know, Christmas cards or holiday cards, you know, and things like that, handwritten. And, uh, you know, it goes, it does go, it goes a long way. And you are, you are memorable. Most people don't ever, ever get a thank you card. And it's one of those things where it's easy to overlook, but boy, it really is a strength. It does make a difference. The key here is handwritten and physical. It is easy to send a generic thank you email. And everyone does it, and it has very little value. If you want to stand out, you have to do it differently, and people actually have to feel as though you mean it. That's the piece. They have to actually feel as though you mean thank you. If they mean it, if you they feel it, it's unbelievable where it leads. So number 10 is thank you cards. Uh, Larry and John, that's a huge list. There's... <laughs> so many ideas for people to take away. Um, what are your final thoughts? Let's let's start with John. What's your final thoughts for people on guerrilla marketing and what they need to do? You know, I, of go, going through this long list, and there's a, you know a jillion other ones that you can come up with. I think you know, for me, I, I try to stay. I try. I try to stay very focused in my activities of keeping track of what works and what doesn't work. Um, and using a spreadsheet, um, using a tool like that. So when you try these things, you know, go ahead and put down on there what, 
what works, what works and what doesn't, and what was the result? You know, how many callbacks did you get? How many, you know, if you did this, what was, what was the result of that? I'm going to put a little twist on it. Then, you know, what, what was that? And you kind of refine it down to something that really works within your, within your industry, you know, for the dog walker example, again, might be, you know what, after I wore that t-shirt or that polo shirt with my name and a dog walker, boy, you know, I start to get a whole bunch of people inquiring at the, um, at the park, or, you know what I made friends, I made friends down at the no kill shelter. Um, I made friends at the, uh, the, the local pet place, you know, and they referred me out, you know, it's that kind of stuff to do a marketing on something like that, where, you know, I'm getting exposure, you know, in a, in a nice way, I'm making friends. And, you know, now I'm, now I'm really starting, my name is really starting to get around. And so you really kind of have a, you know, you're really starting to brand yourself, you know, you've got uh, Jen's dog walking service, um, you know, but you're starting to brand it. It's it's starting to come over and over and over again with, you know, your little dog logo or whatever it is, you know, and, um, you know, you're you're getting back with a direct response, you know, and you're adding in this digital marketing. And pretty soon you're you're creating this this synergy that's going on out there. So, you know, but I like to keep track of things that work and don't work. Um and just try to stay organized because if you don't stay organized, you, you're going to lose, you're going to lose track of this. You know, it's, it once, once again, you know, Larry, you know, we're aviation guys, you might get this plane off the ground, but it's not going to fly very long. If you're, if you lose track of what is happening, because you're not going to know, you you know, it's going to be like a big desk piled up with papers and you don't know what's going on. So, you know, that, that's kind of the way I like to work. And Larry, I, I know that, I might kind of bug you with too many spreadsheets and things that I keep track of. But uh, when you ask me a question, that's at my fingertips of what's going on. So anyways, that's kind of my answer there, Alan. I love that, John. Test and measure. So mm-hmm. run a bunch of mini experiments, work out what works, and then do more of that. That is fantastic advice. Uh, Larry, closing thoughts about guerrilla marketing. Yeah, it basically gets back to use your brain and be creative and, and pull in one direction and understand your customer. So if you if you have that ideal customer in line and you know where they are, go out and create a positive image for yourself in front of those people. And don't be fake, too, by the way. This is you need to be totally genuine, particularly on small, you know, individual service type businesses. You want to be very, very um, honest with people. We, we kind of laugh. We do. We talk to a lot of handymen in the world and and we talk about the power of saying no. And um, it, it's one of those things where we have to be honest and genuine. And, and there are jobs that we just say no to because we don't have the skills or we don't have the time or perhaps a piece of equipment or any number of a, of a, a million different reasons. But um, get out there and just and then also stay after it. You cannot. This is not something that just happens. You don't do it once. You have to continually do it on an ongoing basis. One other thing is don't choose too many items to do it. Pick out, I don't know, 10 is, 10 is a lot. If you really think about it, if you're doing 10 marketing items, you really have a, that's a lot on your plate. Um, and you know, that, that can create more business than you can handle. So it's just, uh, it's a, it's a mix, right? It's all about staying in the mix. So that is, that is, those are my final thoughts on that. <laughs> and, I uh, love that. Uh, and, and now it's happy hour and back to marketing. 
<laughs> it's back to marketing. John's headed down. He's going to be handing out cards this afternoon. And if you're lucky, folks, he might even buy you a free drink. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no addresses, Larry. I was going to give it out, Johnny. I was going to give it out. So, uh, so they had, well, talking about giving it out, the Handyman Pro radio show. Where do, what is it? And where do people find out more about your radio show, Larry and John? So I'm going to take we John and I started this this podcast called the Handyman Pros Radio Show and we we started this podcast largely I'm going to give the thumbnail version to teach people how to maintain their homes and basically to work ourselves out of a job for certain items right there's a lot of things that people should be doing for yourself and and Alan as you know we're, I'm a member of the Fi community and John's actually in the Fi community too he just doesn't call himself that um, but uh, you know there's just certain things that folks don't pay people to change your air filters you know let me teach you how to do it and so this is what we talk about on on the Handyman Pros Radio Show and we talk about that how to hire contractors we've got all we've actually got quite a large number of probably what, almost 200 right john yes um, episodes right now and it's just uh, it, it's tips and tricks and and how to do things and occasionally you'll learn things about like new toilets on the space shuttle and stuff like that there's some interesting uh, <laughs> different things that we do uh, as well um we <laughs> we do but that's what we do john add add anything in there i, I left off yeah i mean uh you know our show is really is is really tuned into the the, the homeowner as well as the other handymen out there and, uh, you know, I won't go, I'll echo everything that, uh, uh, that, that Larry just said. And, um, you know, like we do, we do two shows, we do two shows a week and it's very, uh, we, you know, we, we want to be very informative, um, as you, as the listeners can tell that, you know, um, we're, we do, we're active in the handyman business. We're just not sitting back doing a podcast where we're not actually doing things. We're actually doing those, you know, we're actually two professional handymen doing these, uh, you know, we're active in that thing, you know, and we're really focused on uh, home improvement, maintenance and repair. Um, so there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of other, you know, podcasts out there that do things for uh, renovations and uh, remodels. And we talk about that as well, but we're really into, uh, you know, some improvements and maintenance and repairs. So it's really, it's really geared towards that. And you'll, you'll learn a lot from uh, listening to, to us because, you know, your house is one of your, if not the biggest investment that you have. Um, and it's important to keep up with it. Uh, and that's what we, we kind of keep pounding, you know, that over and over again. And, uh, you know, ongoing maintenance is a, is a, uh, is a big thing. And then when things do, uh, go sideways and break, uh, look us up and we'll be happy to help you how you fix it on the show. So, well, yeah, our, our goal, as we say, our goal is to help save you time, money, and aggravation on your home maintenance and repair. And that is really the core yeah. of what the show is about. So it's helping you save time, money, and aggravation. All those three things are inter, are interrelated when you own a home. Um, you know, it, but there's just a lot of little things that we, that we teach you. We do it. We're again, we're aviation guys. We're big on checklists and stuff like that. And, and then I own rental properties. So we've done some shows on rental properties and things like that. So there's a, there's, it's, it's sort of broad it, um, it, but it's a, it's a, it's an enter. We try to be entertaining too. You know, we, we, they let us out every once in a while, you know, just to do things. We've like been this. accused of doing some cringy jokes and things like that, but you know, it's like, <laughs> well, we like to have a good time. So go to your Go to your favorite podcast app and type in Handyman Pro Radio mm -hmm. Show and you can find more of the fabulous Larry and John. Uh, 
Larry, John, thank you so much for the energy, the ideas and the creativity you've brought to our chat. I really appreciate it today. Thank you. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure. And if you're listening to this, what I want you to do is take one or at a maximum two of these ideas and go and have a go test the only way to know if any of this works is to test it so implement something for your business today tomorrow make it happen and then measure to see what the outcomes are the more marketing you do the more you put your business out there the more you get in front of the right customers the more sales you will start to make good luck go make it happen get creative and test and measure and now, a word from our sponsors. The Rebel Business School. Have you ever thought about starting your business? Have you ever actually wanted to attend one of the Rebel Business School courses that Alan and Simon brilliantly created all those years ago? Well, I'm here to tell you that we have a number of exciting events coming up all across the UK and in other parts of the world. Now, listen closely. You might recognise these places, you might live in them, or you might know somebody who does. We're going to be coming to Bristol on the 20th of June. We're going to be coming to Enfield on the 4th of July. We're going to be in Doncaster on the 4th of July. We're going to be in Camden on the 11th of July. We're going to be in South Kilburn also on the 11th of July. We're going to be in Westminster on the 1st of August. Now, if you don't live in any of those, please do not panic because we do have an online course which is available to absolutely anybody starting on the 5th of September. Now, if you're interested and you want to get involved, please go to www therebelschool.com forward slash events and you'll be able to find all of our upcoming events and more that you can tune into get involved in and really get your business kick-started and off the ground quickly see you there you can have any life you want to choose to build something cool choose to take action choose to work to make your dreams become reality stand out be different be yourself be a rebel entrepreneur.